you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume you're a fan of both Bachelor Party and or Jam Session. And if that is true, there's a new Spotify feature that lets you automatically follow the show. Tap the bell on the show page to get notified as soon as new episodes are released. So for Bachelor Party, that's Bachelor Party. And for Jam Session, that's Ringer Dish. By turning on new episode notifications, you'll also automatically start following the show. And if you aren't already, I just don't know why. All the latest episodes from shows you follow can be easily accessed in the What's New feed on your home screen within the Spotify app. So what are you waiting for? Now let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's the B-Side. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by a first-timer to me. Very nice to meet you, Miss Jody Walker, who recaps The Bachelorette for us on TheRinger.com. Welcome, Jody. How are you? Uh, thank you, Juliette. I'm great. I'm thrilled, actually. I think I've already told you this, but I am the longest-time Bachelor Party <laughs> listener, first-time guester. So this thank is you. extremely exciting. <laughs> thank you so much. What's your favorite season of The Bachelor? I like sometimes with, with new people for both me and I hope the audience, to those of you listening, they like to know like your, your Bachelor bona fides. I'm curious what your yeah. favorite season is. I know. I, my bona fides are like that I have been recapping this show for so long. It It, <laughs> it kind of baffles me like that so much of my career is sort of um, owed to The Bachelor. Ditto. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I always relate to you on that. Um, the like, the like, amazement and then like small amount of shame on that for sure, me. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm not great with like favorites in general, but like I love. I would say a lot of my favorites end up being Bachelorette seasons. Like Same. I loved. Hannah B's season. I loved Caitlyn's season. I love anyone who's like a little off the rails. 
which is, makes it weird that I like Michelle so much because she is like just stone <laughs> so cold composed. on the rails. Yeah. What's weird is the first season of The Bachelorette I ever fully recapped um, on Tumblr for the record was, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I freelance started a blog and it, it literally started my like career in entertainment Nice, writing. that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been great. Um, and so that first season was Desiree, which oh, was like, good one. Yeah. Great. I mean, was it good? My friends are always like, it's so weird how much you reference Des's season. Cause it was like a kind of a nothing or she was one of the less well gregarious bachelor. Sure. But there was but a couple was of pretty important things came out of that. First of all, right. First appearance of little John in the bachelor franchise. Yeah. So, so huge, huge, absolutely huge. Took us to where we are today. 2021 with little John being the voice wow. of bachelor in paradise. So that's a huge he really has been around a lot. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And then, of course, he was on Becca and Blake with Becca and Blake. That date, of course. The crashing yeah. stuff. <laughs> they were smashing stuff. stuff up. Yeah. yeah. So, first of all, that's important. Second of all, last week I went shopping. This is a pers- personal anecdote. Last week I okay. went shopping and I um, had been outside on the streets of New York and it was windy and cold. It was like the only cold, cold day of the season so far. Yeah. And I was walking around the store for 20 minutes. Then I go try on a dress and I look in the mirror finally. And I realized... I have makeup all over my face because my, oh my eyes God. have been like teary and have I was you been like, weeping mascara. <laughs> it's just because oh, it was cold. windy. It's yeah. from the cold. But I was like, I look like Des or Lauren yeah. Conrad. So I bring this so up. So she clearly because, affected you greatly as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I still did, I, think about that scene on the dock with Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. We both didn't get the memo to wear waterproof mascara. Um, so <laughs> you and Erica yeah. Jane and Desiree. And Lauren Conrad, of course. And Lauren, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I actually do think Des is season because of the Brooks, a, a really messy breakup is a, is a great part of this, of a, of yeah. bachelor. And it's lore. always, I think fascinating. And like with Rachel Lindsay's breakup too, like, I think it's fascinating when like with Desiree, when the lead seems more into a person yeah. than that person is into her, that's always like pretty emotionally gutting. Totally. So, you know, Rachel's talked a lot about her ending, so I, I don't want to speak oh, for right. her. Oh, right. And I don't think that was the case there necessarily. Sure. It was sure. just so yeah. yeah, of course. No, but I, I was going to say, like, it does often happen. It seems like the lead is more into one of their people. But um, in the case of both Rachel and Des, they're with, they're still married to the people I know. they chose. So, I know. What, editing, is, the, really what is the through line there? Like, I know. It's um, probably that editing tries to trick you and that a happy ending is not, is not the best. Unsung heroes of The Bachelor. Yeah, seriously. Letters. So on that note, I'm curious who you, if you think that Nate has it in the bag as he allegedly claimed or who you think are some front runners. Now, listen, I do think that Nate has it in the bag. However, (laughs) big topic of conversation at the ringer is if he has it in the bag solely because he's six foot eight and able to rock that earring. I bet that 80% of it is his height. 15% of it is that he is pulling off not just a dangly earring, but I think two nose piercings. He appears to have two small nose piercings, which is amazing. And he looks great. We also occasionally get a peek at his like huge chest of tattoos. So many tattoos. Yeah. Like so um, many. And so I think that's a lot of it, but I think they also just connect, which is sure. so hard for that to ever jump off the screen. Like yeah. you just have to trust someone when they say they have chemistry. Like you say you have chemistry with silent Joe. I'm going to believe you. I'm not seeing it, but I just have to trust you. Um, <laughs> Silent like, Joe. I like that. So, I mean, and and like, I like 
shy guys, you know, I always kind of like respect people who are shy because I, or who are quieter because I'm so loud that I'm like, wow, how do you do that? Um, (laughs) but, but I just, but you, he, he gives nothing like, like no, no emoting, but she's getting something from him. So I think he's probably the main competition for Nate, as far as like currently having it in the bag, but I didn't for the first time, like love Nate's performance this week. Mm. I didn't find the way that he responded to her, like many, many issues with the men and with him this week, very, um, like emotive or it, it just seemed like he didn't he was not incredibly concerned with understanding where she was coming from as much as he was concerned with sort of like pacifying her and making her feel better, which are, which that's good too, to want to make someone feel better. Sure. But it's very clear that it's very important to her to be seen. And I did not always feel like he was like seeing her. So but, you, you brought up something that I, I, first of all, I didn't know that emote was part of the Fortnite um, lexicon. Did you? Um, I wish that I could say that I'm saying so that so much because of Fortnite, but no, I did not know that. <laughs> well, I, I do use that word a lot in reference I to the too. show, like, and about like how you emote and show your feelings. But I actually yeah. only learned that, um, because of the Astroworld tragedy where apparently Fortnite, um, Travis Scott had an, had an emote, which is like an avatar, I think in Fortnite parlance okay. and they like suspended it huh. anyway. Horrible, horrible situation um, with Astroworld. But I actually, like, I didn't realize that show, that that word was kind of, like, in the pop culture space because I have, like, no connection to Fortnite. But I just learned that. But anyway, emoting is such a huge part of being on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I totally agree with you that Nate this week didn't really, like, give Michelle what she needed. But even more so, Joe did not. We'll we'll come come back to him. But... (laughs) When he was like, I, I, I want you to feel seen. So I brought you this blanket. I was like word soup. I, I, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I want you to feel seen. So I brought you these M&Ms and this blanket. I felt like, um, some, like a producer must've given that to him because right. otherwise they must've been like, she clearly likes you. We need to figure out a way to get you on TV more because right. otherwise you're just really boring. And I, I, I just think that he is like not that uh, gregarious. Right. So, and I do want to see more from him because sure. some of it is just that we don't see that much, but then that makes you wonder, like, is there just not that much to see? Right. There's not that much there, there, but let's come back to him on a second in a second. Okay. I want to focus on Nate. So Nate was one of the culprits of not seeing her. And by the way, I, don't, I, I, I feel like she said it so many times that it became like a watchword in, in the bachelorette, but also like, you know, I also, deeply relate to like being ignored by a group of guys. You wrote about it in your recap. And I said, Callie and I talked about this. It took me straight back to college, like straight back to boys playing video games. And it made me so mad. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of the funny thing about the bachelorette or the bachelor is it always takes me back to the college because you're very rarely in that kind of setting, except in college where you're with like a large group of your peers and everyone's kind of like messing around you know, so it, it always ends up feeling like a fraternity or a sorority or a house party. And yeah, like that's, I can't say that I've like felt exactly how Michelle felt in that moment, because to me, like being seen, I don't think is as important. It's not like as much of a part of my like foundational history as it is hers, which she like shared so eloquently, 
But I think anyone can relate to all of a sudden feeling something that you have no control over and you want to not be feeling it so badly. And like, that's what I felt like she had a lump in her throat for that entire group date. And it was just so sad. Like you could just tell she wanted to cry for so long. I know I I did really feel for her. And, and obviously neither, you nor I can relate to her discomfort um, as it relates to her being a black woman. But I, I, I think that to, you know, if you're in that situation and like these dudes are ignoring you, like you can't help but be like, is it me? Like, what's wrong with what's wrong with me? Like, why aren't they paying attention to me? But it's like, it's Michelle. I just want to tell you it's not you because she's so great. Like, I know she obviously seems fun too. And like playful. I just feel like for some reason she's almost like too, it's like not too composed, but I think because she has like so much command of herself yeah. in the situation, it's like, they don't, these dudes don't know how to deal with that. Right. She's like, I've run into this some in dating. She's an extremely self-assured person. And what happens in that case is that like, no one assures you of anything anymore. And like, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I need some assurance. I need someone to just pay attention to me. Like you can't, you know, do it all yourself, but I mean, the best thing for me, that group date was like just the best to watch because it had that emotional element. It was like so sad. And then it was also just hilarious how like childish they were being and how much fun they were having and just building the hell out of those bears. Like they were loving it. I know they, they really were for them. Like they weren't doing it on purpose. And she said as much, like she was very empathetic towards them. She wasn't, she wasn't mad. She was just disappointed. (laughs) I remember being a teenager and like my camp friends and I using that line. I didn't know it was like such a thing. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. I thought that we had like come up with it. When we were 13. Oh. Kind of like how Prince, uh, how Meghan Markle thinks Prince Harry came up with, um, with great power comes great responsibility, but that's for another podcast. Right, right, right. My, one of my friends thought she came up with the phrase, um, finders, keepers, losers, sweepers when she was oh a my child goodness. and it's like haunted her for the rest of her life. I thought Christopher Nolan came up with the night is darkest just before the dawn when I first heard that in the dark night, but I've since learned he did not. Wow. This is really convincing me to like steal more (laughs) lines and pretend they're my own, (laughs) especially if it relates to superhero movies. But the, the group date was also funny because it, I just think these guys really like each other. I don't know why I'm surprised by that. I think because I don't like these guys that much. I go, I go back and forth. Callie was trying to like talk me into it. She's like, look, there's tons of great options. And there are some good options. Like I would say, Brandon, Joe, Rick, Nate. Those are my top four, I think. Rick, Nate. But like, and like, but I don't think that the rest of these dudes are particularly good for Michelle. Like I, I, or for anyone really, I wouldn't be like, wow, everyone rush out to date Martin, which by the way, someone DM me to say that his like sideburn things are called racing stripes. So thank you very much to the person who told me that because I didn't, I was wondering. That is helpful. I think he also has the eyebrow ones, doesn't he? He's got, he has like, he's like that Chanel line. Like before you leave the house, take something off. Like he has stuff everywhere. He is extremely accessorized. Um, I, he, he's like just too much, but again, we'll come back to him. But I, right. do you think this is a good group of guys? I think that I like this group a lot as a group and not a ton as individuals. Mm-hmm. Like they seem really dynamic to me. They're all very different. They have extremely different personalities and looks. And I mean, I think just the fact that like at one point during this show, there were like three guys with bleached blonde hair is (laughs) like, 
it, it just says something. Is that a pandemic you know, casualty? Like everyone got so, bored, like, they dyed their hair? If it was the Bachelor season, like everyone would have bangs. Like everyone's yeah. just, yeah, just bored <laughs> messing it up. Um, but so I think they're like a dynamic group. I don't know if, yeah, there aren't any where you're just like, or I don't know, we're, we're still pretty early on, but I don't know how many there are where you're like, how is she ever going to choose? It's like, oh, well, she's probably going to choose Nate or Joe or yeah. Brandon. I mean, I don't know. Brandon, I, re- I really do like them though. I, yeah. I did listen to um, your podcast with Callie and I heard you reminding us that you like jerks and I am <laughs> the complete opposite. I like a sweetie. And th- I mean, I have to imagine that's why you don't like this cast. Like probably. it is all sweeties, like for the most part, except for each villain that she like, you know, slowly eliminates. It's just like, like if Nate is our cool guy, then that is kind of saying something because he's, you know, he, I mean, he is cool. He looks cool, but like just listening to him try to come up with an insult this episode and being like, he's a dweeb, man. He's weird. Like that's kind of as mean as he can get, I think like as a Canadian and, <laughs> and like, he's our cool guy. Everyone else, like Rodney, I mean, total Oh, Rodney's sweetheart. so sweet too. I, Rodney's Brandon, definitely, he would be good for Michelle as well. He's taught. He would. Top. I like, me. I like him Rodney's great. Love, love the Apple guy. Um, yeah. it sounds like you like a lot of them, Julie. <laughs> I, that's five. We were started at 30 and I can't oh, remember. Sorry. And you have, you don't like any of the ones who have departed us now. Like you've been happy um, to see everyone go. I just sort of like none of that. There was no one maybe except for Romeo who I've only focused on because of his name that I was like, why is he gone already? So, Agre- well, I, I thought he was like the most handsome for me. It is RIP Romeo completely. Like I, I was shocked to see him and Chris G go before Chris S. I guess Chris, I shouldn't have been shocked. That's very naive, but I was sad. Chris G is, I, I think, could have been great television. I feel like we were robbed of like some, yeah. like, I, like let's get Chris G on like an HBO Max um, And let's spoken only word allow him to show. speak in spoken word poetry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I we like missed him. out. He is genuine. I don't know. I guess like I just um also it might be because I'm getting old. Like I I don't know. But I just feel like I there's none of these none of these guys I feel like I need to uh, keep it feels up with their inappropriate for me to like Brandon. I like I don't feel okay about thinking that Brandon is really cute. He is he is not just young, he looks young. Like he's yes. 26, right? And yeah, that's he's not 26. that's not a child. He just no. He just seems young. Yeah, he but, does. But I love she him. Does see, she does seem like she could like parent him, essentially. Yeah, and she <laughs> seems like every bit of 28, you know, like maturity-wise. Yeah, absolutely. She does She does really seem great. Also, everyone says like great things about her. Everyone seems to like her. But, you know, I look back even at Tasha's Final Four. I mean, Katie's Final Four yeah. was, you know, we Justin, we never got to know anything about him. Greg, he imploded. Blake, they knew each other for five minutes. Obviously, they broke up. Um, oh, Mike. Who was the fourth? Oh, Michael A. He self-exited. So, you know, she there's like not really one to harken back to, but Tasha had a really good final four. Oh, between yeah. Brandon, Ivan, um, Zach, and um, what's the other guy's name? I want to call him Chris Smith. That's not his name. The personal trainer. Brendan. Ben. Ben, Smith. thank you. Ben Smith. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Chris um, Smith is a director of uh, documentaries. Anyway. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> the three who didn't win, non-Zacks. Yeah. I could see all of them. I mean, like all of their heel turns, I wouldn't have expected. But like now that we've known them more, I see it, right? Like Brandon, yeah. obviously insane. I Ben yeah. totally could have had a 
a heel turn. And then Ivan, very strange paradise performance of these guys. Who do you think is like the most likely to turn into someone totally different or be like a conniving influencer mm. ne- come next summer? Cause it's sort of like a fun, in some ways, I think it could be Nate personally. I agree. Just, That's that was the first thing that came into my mind because like we were just talking about, like so many of these guys seem very sweet. Of course, you have to remember that like Brendan, uh, that's like how I described him as well on Tasha's season. I also think it's important to know, I think everyone said that like Tasha Claire, Tasha's season, that final four was like the best final four, but they, they also had like four opportunities to fine tooth comb that group of men until it was like the best group of men. So it kind of makes sense that there were like more standouts there, but like, I don't see Brandon turn. Well, no, No. he seems so genuinely sweet. sweet. Don't see Rodney turning. No, Rodney, Rodney, I would like to date Jasenia. I feel like her, her sweetness would be good with him. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, Martin, I don't know how I feel like I, I like Martin more than I thought I would at the very beginning, but I could see him having, you know, like a weird paradise performance. Martin, I don't understand. The aesthetics are very confusing and distracting to me. And I, I just, I just don't get Martin. He's a, he's from Miami, which like, I guess that tracks. Well, that, right. <laughs> but like, other than that, I'm just like, who is this guy? I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. He's a personal he's a trainer. personal trainer from Miami. <laughs> he's nailing it. Like Martin is like the go-to bachelor. Like his bio said that he could do a backflip. He would love to get lost in a foreign country and he can cook basics very well. This is kind of like the bed, bath and beyond version of a single man. It's sort of like here. He has that it said he can can cook basics in all caps very well. How how well can you cook scrambled eggs? That's absolutely correct. And also I can cook scrambled eggs very well. So I'd like to challenge him to a cook off. But um, that's for a different like something we can make well. happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. You have the see, power to do that. I could kind of see Martin becoming a jerk, maybe. Because he he said that, you know, he did kind of like challenge her a little bit about the Jamie stuff. So well, and he was like when she when she said she did not love the way that he sort of I didn't love the way that he asked her how she was doing mm-hmm. and then offered up the Jamie stuff. What he said about Jamie was like not that bad. And he certainly didn't say that she made the wrong decision, which was how she took it. And I understand that her taking it that way, but he didn't say anything very bad, but he did just do it for no reason. He was kind of like devil's advocating. And that is, I'm never a fan of that. Um, But yeah, it's like, did he think Jamie was going to watch this and he needed to like prove his allegiance to Jamie? Like, what was the point of bringing that up? I have no idea. I mean, I do just think it was like he felt the need to rebalance the scales. And like, you do not need to do that on a date. No. Let alone your only one-on-one date. Do you mean rebalance the scales by like kind of like get some power in this situation? Like, what do you mean by that? No, just like rebalance the scales on Jamie. Like, like like kind of take the narrative back of like everyone saying he's a rat, he's a snake. And and I have a different opinion and you're going to hear about it even if it's not important to you or our time. And like, like Jamie didn't do anything hurtful to Martin. He did something hurtful to Michelle. So she really doesn't need him to defend Jamie to her. Jamie's performance is one of the strangest in Bachelorette history. I mean, wow, what a ride. 
in the span of one episode. I am really surprised he went home. Like, absolutely shocked but that he went home so quickly, I should say, like after the drama began with him because oh yeah, I, th- I thought he would have to stay, but that was just so weird. I'm still thinking about it to go from sort of like, you know, a, a hero one-on-one to this like absolute like confounding liar was so yeah. strange. For me, that ride started even earlier on episode one with just kind of the impression he makes. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to tell if he is, cocky and overconfident or if he's just really outgoing and warm. And I remember in the first episode waffling between those two feelings every time I saw him. Like at first I thought I was like, you're standing too close to her. Don't touch her like that. Like I kind of didn't like his first approach. But then when she spoke to him one-on-one, he seemed really warm and sort of comforting to her. And I think that is him is he's like the kind of these two things, but he only thinks he's one of the things. Right. Like he clearly casts himself as a hero and a martyr. And, and that's not how he comes across. <laughs> it's so weird. I wonder if we'll hear from him again. I, I can't, I can't say like, I, I actually would like to, I, uh, as classic Juliet, I'm intrigued by Jamie. So sure you are. <laughs> I'm of the course. worst. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he seems to like, uh, definitely be down for getting a lot of attention. So it would be unlikely to me that it seems unlikely to me that he would be so scarred by his portrayal on the show that he wouldn't like then come on bachelor in paradise or something. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. With Martin... I think he really set her up for like the disappointment she felt on the group date because if, and I'm assuming that his one-on-one went first, I'm pretty sure it did. Um, Yeah. Because he kind of, you know, undercut her idea or under uh, undercut her, how she was, you know, carrying herself and her decision with Martin. I feel like it kind of like added insult to injury that when the guys ignored her on the group date. Oh yeah. I feel like that lump in her throat started in that extremely weird pool of water that they were sitting in. Like she started to feel a little questioned, a little undermined, like a little not heard. She went from not being heard to not being seen. And those are two very important senses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I felt like that as I was watching it. Also, as I was watching the group date, 
I, f- I, I really try to like resist too much gender essentialism on this podcast. And I don't want to like make big sweeping hum- uh, declarations about humanity based on the bachelor and bachelorette. But I will say, well, like, if we're not doing that, then what are we doing? <laughs> what's the point? Um, <laughs> Watching the guys ignore Michelle, I was just thinking, like, would the women ever do that with The Bachelor? And, like, I just don't think they would. And I was like, what is it about, like, activities and games that men find so, like, intoxicating and distracting? They just, like, ignore this woman that they have, like, the only reason they are even in this situation is because of her. Like, I truly just don't get it. And, again, I don't want to be too gender essentialist here, but I just can't see that happening on The Bachelor. And I think that's one of the reasons why it like just like struck me so hard. It's just like, this is weird. (laughs) It was, I mean, yeah, I didn't have that thought at the time. Like, would this happen in the inverse? But you're right. It would not. And I don't know if that's that like games and sports are oftentimes like the only, like the, because of society, like the rare opportunity that men have to To, like like, hang out and like be intimate with each other in a way that is like, you know, very supported by society for like female friendships is to have like, you know, intimate bonding experiences with each other. But, you know, apparently like men get the opportunity to build giant bears together and they've been waiting for it their whole lives. Right. And I don't think it's like so much that they were ignoring her. They were just so distracted. Yeah. They were were distracted by the activities, which is like, they seemed, which is exactly relaxed. Yes. And that's exactly what I recall from college. Distracted by the video, distracted right. by the video games. <laughs> if you look in the background of those scenes, Nate is like collapsed into a giant beanbag or a giant teddy bear at all times. He is like, or or he's like getting doing the little foot pedicure station with the sheet mask on. He was like so zoned out and relaxed, and so many of them were that they just they literally weren't thinking about her. Which like you can understand why that would then make her feel so sad yeah. that they like that's they've all come here for a very short period of time to focus entirely on her and like they couldn't do it sheet mask and pedicure is ideal though so like they oh, yeah. understand especially because like i don't know he's they haven't probably haven't pampered themselves like that it was the summer I yeah feel and like they're having to like getting... beat the shit out of each other during right. every date they probably need like a little physical help I don't know why they had to use teddy bears why couldn't they just use regular pillows also they're at a hotel you know they have tons of pillows there when they announced that they were going to have, I was like, how are they going to do this? Are they going to have to beat each other to death with teddy bears? And it ended up just kind of being that like the Bella twins just sort of refereed and called it, I guess. Or if you like went out of bounds, then you lost. But I was like, how are they going to beat each other so hard with teddy bears if someone wins or loses? The Bella twins are in the category of famous where I'm like, I know they're famous and I'm aware of them, but like, do they have fans? And like, how do you monetize that level of fame? I mean, I know they're in the WWE, but like, I, I think that's a really funny kind of guest to have on The Bachelor because I'm just like, is this the model for the people? Like, is this what you all want to be? But I, I thought, do you I, I feel like really in funny. general they're bringing guests on because of their fan base? No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, um, just having them on the show, I was like, huh. I was like, the yeah. Bella Twins, they've been around for a while. I assume they are like rich. I'm just like, but like, how do you, how do you make that work? I just don't get it. Like fame is so weird. Oh, to me, the Bella Twins were like, so signature bachelor guests. Like, totally. You know, this, this sort of, yeah, modicum of fame. They definitely have fans because I think they had an E show for a they while. Did. And yes, that is did. very like, you know, well, and also they're wrestlers, which creates a huge fan base, but I don't think they've been wrestling for a while i'm not positive 
Um, I mean, Nikki Bella has 10 million podcast, had 10 million followers. She might have 10 million podcasts too, but she's got 10 million followers. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so many. One of them is married to a Dancing with the Stars man. Right. I think that's um, Nikki, but I'm not positive. Actually, I'll tell you right now. Um, Brian Danielson is not the one. That's who Brie is married to. So yeah, it's Nikki. Okay. So there you go. Oh, anyway. and one of, didn't one of them used to, was in, was married or dated John Cena? Yes. That's they are out well. there. They are they're out there. Yeah. They're, they're like really famous. <laughs> and, so. and Michelle could not have been less thrilled to see them. <laughs> she Listening just didn't to her, care. like grit her way through saying like, I'm really excited to see the Bella twins. It's just not a good time. Was like one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. I know. Bachelor. I've never been like, oh, I need to justify why I'm not excited to see the Bella Twins. Although I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, if I, I saw them on the street, I would, I would know who they are. Like, that's for sure. Big question. Did you know who Andy Grammer is? I did. So I did too, as you may have heard. Um, it's come yes. to my attention. Callie and I were Googling him live on the podcast. Come to my attention. He was on Dancing with the Stars as well. Yeah. I and did I did not... watch that season. Oh, was he good? I think so. Those seasons do not stick with me like Bachelor seasons do. Do you watch that show regularly? I watch it on and off. And a lot of times, like like The Voice or Dancing with the Stars, I'll watch like the first four episodes of every scene, season and then just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like, I like to check in on it. I don't feel very emotionally involved in it. But he also sings so many songs that are like, sort of like soaring anthems that are sure. in commercials. Yeah. He's, um, yes. So he's very like known for that but i only know him by name and sight be, i think be, like i knew it was andy grammar that's it right it sounds yeah. wrong coming out of my mouth i knew it was him before they said it like i recognized him from dancing with the stars which is Dance, surely the first real time that that's ever happened uh, lots of, when lots of dancing with the stars crossover this, this i know week. it's it's actually it's interesting. abc cross promotion i guess totally but they didn't really like call attention to it like it kind of would have been funny to have the Bella twins somehow mention Dancing with the Stars or have like Andy Grammer mention it or something. I feel like it's sometimes obvious when it's like a Disney thing or, you know. Yeah. But I, they have had good guests so far this season between Glenn Powell and Jay Ellis, Andy Grammer, and now the Bella twins. It's like pretty impressive, even if I'm dissing Bella twins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's just like, it's always going to be funny. I mean, Jay Ellis, and um Glenn Powell Glenn, Glenn Powell are they're famous like and, and I they're and they're like probably going to be movie stars like they're kind of maybe on the precipice but even so it was very silly to have them there like just yeah. the role of guest is always silly and they've had <sighs> more famous people I mean um the most that, famous like, Ash, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher and Mila Mila Kunis Kunis, did yeah. it Backstreet Boys and, were on um, next season I mean that's Tops of the top. Right. Everybody's famous there. <laughs> um, but so there have been famous people. It's just always it all it 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 always makes the people who come on seem less famous. It's yeah. Like, what are you doing here? I know. Like, did you have to do this? Unless they're like a professed fan, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I right. understand why you're here. But yeah. otherwise, it's very confusing. You're just like, you you don't need this. Come on. But yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's been a good season so far. Do you have you been enjoying it? Because you know, a big, big topic of conversation is the ratings are way down. Which is too bad because I feel like it's a really good season. Not just because 
I like Michelle and, you know, I do like this group of weird men, but we are burning through plot. Like a lot of stuff has happened, you know, it's like villain after villain. She sends them home. Another one rises from the ashes. Like in, yeah, there's just a lot going on even just within this one episode that we went from her having this like emotional breakdown that then the guys like helped her through. And then we had this Chris S heel turn, as you said, like, that's a lot, that's a lot to just happen in an episode. So it's, I, I mean, I just, I don't understand ratings at all, both how they work and how it happens. Um, well, even as a TV of, professional, <laughs> they're not really foolproof. Cause like, no, I mean, the Nielsen box system was never foolproof. It's less so now. There's streaming, et cetera. I just like, I wonder if there's bachelor fatigue. And I wonder, you know, as bachelor professionals, like it's really too bad that Katie season went first. And I think that's exactly what I was thinking about is like, it, it is unfortunate if Michelle's ratings are low because too many people watched the lesser seasons before it, because this feels like a classic season of the bachelorette to me, just sort of the way it's unfolding. Absolutely. So (laughs) they're they're going to take an actual trip to Minneapolis. No, Um, totally. Even though the dates, like, as you pointed out in your recap, it's very clearly in these sort of like austere sort of (laughs) bummer of a conference room at a hotel. It's not that different than what they would do in a regular season when they're in LA or whatever. So I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I, I I feel like the back-to-back of Matt and Katie season, the sort of, um, there's just so much exhaustion. Like, Matt season, they really did him wrong and did kind of everyone involved wrong. And then Katie yeah. season just sort of sucked. It was just like kind of like the season lost time, as many people will point out. Like there's sort of like no point to it. Blake and Katie not together. No one. It's just like real mess of a season. And so yeah. you feel like after the two down seasons, like where that also with Matt season, obviously the outside drama eclipse what was happening on the show, like. Just feel like we we need like a, a reset. So, In some ways, this season is, but right. there's no break, right? Like it can, it's going to go straight into the Bachelor after like a week off, and I'm curious to see how the Bachelor does coming off of this season. Well, and then how do you? I think it's confirmed, right, that after Clayton's season of the Bachelor, there will be another season of the Bachelor. So they're doing with the Bachelor what they just did with the Bachelorette. Like, do you think that that is going to? have a similar vibe of like, we really didn't need one of these seasons. I don't it's know. A good, it's a good question. Um, I think in some ways because of the Clarentatia split and then having two back-to-back bachelorette seasons, it's almost like they need to like, re- like reset the scales to use, you know, previous term um, by going and like heavy on the bachelor. It's almost like they need to introduce yeah. like, more women into this world. Cause like, there's not been as many bachelor seasons as there has been bachelorettes essentially. Um, right. Even though Claire and Tasha yeah. was the same group of guys, like it's just sort of, I, I don't know. I also, I, I just have a theory again, I try to avoid gender essentialism, but one of my theories that men like, at least straight men, like the bachelorette, the bachelor more because of the women. Right. Whereas I think batch women viewers will watch both. So right. maybe that will help the ratings in it's some way as well. It's just a more popular show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more, it's, I mean, it's the flagship and whatever. Also, it always seems like they throw more money at it. Oh, for sure. Also, it's not going up against football. Um, right. I think the Tuesday time slot sucks. Like I think Tuesdays, really? I really prefer it on Mondays because by the time you get to Wednesday morning with a recap or whatever, as opposed to Tuesday morning, 
it's kind of like gets lost in the middle of the week. Like the Wednesday is like the reset on like the kind of the sports and pop culture news cycle, I think. Yeah. And I think that, I think the show is served better by being at the end of like uh, on a Monday and having a couple of days before, like looking ahead to the weekend or whatever. So it's a little inside baseball, you might want to pass that <laughs> note along to, to, to ABC. Well, that's how I think about it. Cause like here we yeah. are on Wednesday and I don't know, it just, it doesn't feel like a bachelor day. Like I feel like they really own Monday nights. For me, writing about it, it's much easier to do it on a Tuesday than like coming out of a weekend on a Monday. But I understand that they are not um, totally focused on that recap or lifestyle (laughs) when planning their (laughs) their season schedule. No. But I love it. No, they don't. Also, Sunday nights are so stacked that I feel like me, I don't know. Just with television in general. I mean, Bravo has been yeah. awesome on Sundays between Potomac and Salt Lake. I mean, uh, so crazy. Sunday oh is like, I, just, I can't, I can't fit all my shows in. Oh, no one can. There's so much I can't even emotionally fit all my, all my shows in. Like having to watch Succession and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is, and Potomac. I mean, it's just, it's too can much. We, can we take a quick detour into Salt Lake? Of course. Always. I was fucking dying this week. I was dying. Okay. I know the Jen Shaw stuff is the head is the headliner, right? Yeah. Italian cooking party is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. I was, I was dying. Like every 30 seconds, I kept like pausing to send voice memos to my (laughs) friends. I was like, this is Erica. Oh, sorry. Not Erica. Heather wearing the Erica apron is so, so hilarious. And then my friend became clear. I thought that that woman had assigned them Italian names, but then it became clear that Mary had asked for their Italian names in the phone call, which is why Whitney didn't get one, which means Heather chose Erica as her Italian name. If you Google, if you Google Heather in Italian, it on Google, if you do that English to Italian translate, it gives you Erica. Yes. I don't think of that as an Italian name. No. And then it's, it's because Heather's also a plant. And so it's related to the Latin name of that plant. Wow. Yeah. You have done the work. How did you have time on Sunday to do all of this? (laughs) I, well, I didn't even watch on Sunday. That's part of it. I watched happily on Monday. It was, well, I do also recap the real housewives of Salt Lake city. And, uh, and so that's always, uh, for entertainment weekly, check it out. Um, and it is, it's the most fun too. Oh my God. Also, although I will say I really waffle back and forth with Mary on thinking she's hilarious and like a gift to me and being furious with her. Like sometimes she makes me so mad and because she's awful, like a bad person. And this was a bad, this was a bad week. Like she was making me so mad in at the Italian dinner, but it was hilarious. I mean, they were also all very, not slowly, but they were getting really drunk. You could tell by the time Meredith and, and Whitney, Whitney were talking oh to my each God. other. Whitney was, was so over. drunk. I am um, an, I'm like totally fixated on Whitney. She, to me, in some ways has like the secretly one of the darker storylines at the stuff with her dad's Ooh. really upsetting. Right. But the primacy of the stripper pole in her household is so, the reveal that it was currently in the family room was crazy. It did not she, used to be there. No, it was in the basement. We all saw it. But wait, I need to go back to the Italian cooking party. Okay. I was, I laughed so I so hard when Whitney explained to Jen like why the guy that Jen hates ended up with Whitney's free products. <laughs> and Lisa, Lisa goes, that's a really important clarification. Thank you. I was dying. Lisa, I hate, but I love drama with Lisa. Like I, I, despi- do too. I despise Lisa Barlow. Like 
never. But I love drama so much that it's taken me. I mean, you, you have, we have in the, in the few emails with that we have exchanged, you have made your hate for Lisa Barlow already known (laughs) to me. So I do know that about you. And I, I hated her so much in the first season. She drove me crazy. And then I think like being on Twitter is she's got, she has a a following of people who have come around her because she's just not a, she, I know, not you. You will stand strong, which is good. You know, hold on to those feelings. But she's given giving what needs to be given. Like, and sometimes she's, I like that sometimes she's doing it on purpose. She's almost always doing it on purpose. And she it's wants not to be working the out the way she thinks. She fashions herself the Kyle Richards of Salt Lake. But don't and you so find she, that so fun that she wants to be the Kyle and she's failing miserably at it? Well, yeah, I mean... That's a whole other conversation, but you know, <laughs> Kyle, obviously Kyle and Rinna clearly and Garcelle, I guess was revealed the season clearly work with the producers to kind of facilitate storylines. And Lisa right. clearly wants to do that, but Lisa is using she her is children. untalented at doing so. <laughs> Lisa is blaming her kids for a guest list at a party. It's just like, okay, Lisa, good job. So, and no matter how many times you say it was Jack and Henry, it was Jack and Henry, it was Jack and Henry. It's like, like it's they just sat like, down with their crayons and meticulously made this guest list. And I made no edits. It's just so funny. I love, I just love Heather. Like that's the other thing. Like everyone, us and Rihanna and the entire world. We love Heather, right? Like she's, she's the best, but I just found the combination of Mary putting the (laughs) plain aprons and Louis Vuitton shopping bags and Whitney getting progressively drunk and like explaining herself and like not being able to keep her mouth shut to Mary just like dismissing Whitney because she missed a call from her and, and Whitney reinforcing how dangerous it is a FaceTime while driving. Great point, Whitney. Great. Yeah. And carpool. No, chance. I was just dying. It was so fucking funny. I loved it. <laughs> it, it. It was, it was that scene at the dinner or it was actually a lunch. Mary only throws lunches. I assume she goes to bed at like 7 PM. It was on that scene for like 35 minutes. I mean, we were at that, di- at that lunch for forever. And because there was just so much happening. It was, it was, it was I couldn't believe the, uh, the episode was 90 minutes. Sometimes Watch What Happens Live gets picked up on my DVR. Right. And I was like, wow, okay. It picked up Watch What Happens Live on this one for me. And so it said it was going to be two hours. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh. But it was, I mean, I was, I was like. <laughs> oh, so good. So captured for all 90 minutes of it. I didn't feel like a minute was wasted. I, I totally agree with you. It was just great. If you're not caught up on Salt Lake City, I don't I just don't know what you're doing. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful show. It's it's must see TV. It is I know. Uh, it's I'm appointment so viewing. I can't believe you you didn't watch it on Sunday. Well, is... it will be this coming Sunday because Andy okay. Cohen said it's one of the best episodes he's ever seen. Yeah. So we got a lot to look forward yeah. to. This is this is our Super Bowl. Seriously. Everybody needs to be there. And then next week on Tuesday, we're going to Minneapolis, everybody. Wow. It's huge. so excited. I couldn't tell if people were kind of like sarcastically acting excited about going to Minneapolis or if they no, were I genuinely bet, excited. I bet they're excited to leave the hotel. I heard with Katie season, sure. everyone got so sick of being there that they just like, it was awful. So I think they're all excited to go. So, yeah, I think it's like, it's sort of run its course on these pandemic seasons, like at Claire and Tasha season. I think like the viewers got so claustrophobic of that place, but the guys always seemed thrilled to be there. Like, I think everyone was just so happy to be out of their houses. So hot though. Even so though it was hot. such an awful setting. So <laughs> like pretty shabby and yeah, so hot. Everyone was sweating. I don't understand how they're not sweating more. this season. I think they've been awful. inside a lot more. The La Quinta, they were yeah. outside a lot, but they've been a lot. They've been way more inside this time, except for like, yeah. at night and on the dates. So they learned their lesson. Um, 
Jody, thank you so much for joining me. For more of Jody's Bachelor commentary, please check out The Ringer on Tuesday nights for her recaps. And um, I'll be back on Tuesday with Callie. And check out The Ringer Reality TV podcast as well. We got we're going to cover Salt Lake, um, so keep an eye out for that. Thanks everybody, and thank you, Erica Cervantes, for producing this episode. Have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.